0: Welcome to The Gospel According to with Ryan and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. All right, Michael, we can talk through one of the best sections of the book of Romans today. Totally. Beginning in verse 21. But now the righteousness of God has been made manifest apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there's no distinction. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are made righteous by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a mercy seat by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness. Because in his divine forbearance, he has passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and justifier of the one who is a faithfulness of Christ. Yeah. Okay. Start talking, and then I'll follow along.
1: Yeah. So, again, just to re- re- remember context, right? What Paul has has just concluded in the the last section is that. um all are under sin, both Jew and Gentile. Um, of course, everyone would assume the pagan Gentiles are under sin and under God's wrath, and yet we recognize that Jews, even though they had a special role to to in God's history and God's story and purpose, um, they were also unfaithful to, to to God's purpose and will, and and there's. Special role doesn't give them special status or exemption in the day of judgment. All are there's no justification by just possessing the law or by doing the things that mark you out as a Jew. And yet he says, now apart from that way of life, right? Apart from that hora observance, this righteousness has been revealed. Um, the, the The law and the prophets, the scriptures, bore witness to that and testified to that and promised that. Um, and yet it wasn't through Torah observance, which this righteousness came, but it was through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ.
0: Okay. Uh, so there's so much there we need to define. I feel sure. like it makes Romans 3, 21 through 26 so difficult for so many people to understand is definitions. So sure. let's talk about yes. definitions to begin with.
1: Because it's incredibly dense, right? Yes, it
0: is. It yeah. is.
1: and it He uses, yeah, there's a density to this. And, and that's why. The narrative context is so helpful for us to just keep keep in mind what's going on here and what's what's not.
0: So let me ask this. What does Paul mean here by righteousness?
1: Yeah, the the right making work of God, right? Okay. As we, we talked about that in, in, I think, previous episodes, but but God's work to make things right. And that includes um, condemning sin, but it also includes forgiving sin. Right? All of that is under God's right
0: making work. I'm going to use a different word, redeeming from sin. I would even say, sure. Um, so, yeah. l- let me ask this: Was the Torah able to reveal God's righteousness over the power of sin?
1: In the in the verb form of like actually making things right, no, <laughs> right. Right. What yeah. did it do? It pointed to and it it gave promises and told a story about the fact that God will do this and pointed to the way the way in which he would do it. But the the documents themselves and possession of the documents um, doesn't actually do that. Right. Doesn't doesn't change the sin problem. Deal with the sin problem.
0: So when you look at Romans 321, I feel like this is a verse that I read any time I teach from the Old Testament. It's, it, you have to understand both things that Paul saying to get the, the Old Testament right. Yeah. While the Old Testament did not reveal God's righteousness over sin, it did bear witness to God's righteousness that was coming. And, and it might be helpful if to either s- of those. You're going to dilapidate Genesis to Malachi.
1: Yeah. And would you say that reveal here doesn't mean reveal maybe in the way we think of like the scripture as revealing things, right? Telling us things or. Or whatever, but it has to do with like bringing to pass, right? Like th- that revelation has more to do with with that. So like I ac- am- accomplish accomplishing.
0: You're making me accomplishing. accomplishing is- that. Yeah, yeah, you're making me define my definitions. Uh, by, by, by reveal, I'm talking about. Some will understand this language. A speech act. Yeah. Yeah. A sure. Speech act. It's not yeah. just a word that is telling information, but it's exactly. a word that's actually doing something.
1: Because if we if we if we just had in in terms of telling, then we'd say, yeah, the scriptures reveal that. But in terms of like bringing it to pass, accomplishing it, that 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 did not
0: happen. Right. So I mean, let's let's just get practical with this. Did the Torah revealed at Sinai defeat sin? Not at all. Did David defeat the power of sin?
1: He was <laughs> defeated by it on multiple occasions.
0: Right. Was even Elijah able to overpower sin? Yeah, not at all. No, like, but in each of those narratives, what's still given to us? A witness. Mm -hmm. There's a witness that, yeah, God's power is going to come to do this. And now how has God's power to overcome sin, his righteousness, how has it been revealed? The righteousness of God. I'm just doing my own translation here. Yeah. The righteousness of God through the faithfulness of Christ for all who are of faith.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: The righteousness of God has not been revealed in Torah or Elijah or David. It was the faithfulness of Jesus Christ that has brought about the full power of God's righteousness. So he's going to explain how this comes about in a second. But then he notes, well, this is his conclusion. There is no distinction for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no distinction between fellow and the sentence.
1: Between Jew and Gentile.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. All yeah. have sinned and are short of the glory of God, but are made righteous. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. In Greek, justification and righteousness are the same root word. I'm just preferring righteousness here. And are made righteous by his grace as a gift. Through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. So I mean, this is just Paul being emphatic. How has God's righteousness to overpower sin come about?
1: Yeah, we, we could say, you know, he uses the language of pistis of faith or faithfulness of Jesus. And then he'll he'll define that further by saying what Jesus did on the cross.
0: Okay. Right? Now, Mike, you, are, you, you know, I mean, you, you know why I'm translating this a certain way. When you look at verse 22, um, great many New Testament scholars, Richard Hayes, probably more than any others in the last 50 years, have had lots of discussions about what pistis means, etc. But I think when you look at verse 22, this is not we who have faith in Jesus have the power to defeat sin. I think yeah. that's part—that's the response to it. But I think yeah. what he's really saying is it's the faithfulness of Jesus Christ,
1: yeah. God, God makes things right through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ for all who have faith, who respond yeah. in faith, who, who give their allegiance to him. Right. Exactly. And right. so, so there's a reciprocation of faith, right? We see his faithfulness, trustworthiness. He's the one who's worthy of all our allegiance and we give his, our, our allegiance in return.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of that, then the righteousness of God is given as a gift through Jesus Christ. The righteousness of God is given through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. The righteousness of God is given through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. But are any of these done by Jewish people? I'm, I'm sorry, you said. Are any of these accomplished by
1: Jewish people? Oh, accomplished by zero people except. The okay. second Adam.
0: <laughs> well, don't, 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 don't get me to don't get me to the punchline Don't be the
1: okay. Sorry. Are
0: right, any of these accomplished by Gentile people?
1: Yeah, of course not.
0: Who's accomplished by
1: the second Adam? The yeah, the, right. the the representative Israelite Messiah.
0: Yeah. So that's and, and this was to show God's righteousness. This yeah. was to show God's righteousness. So before and, and, we talk about this, divine forbearance. Take us through further thoughts here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess just more to, as we said, this is dense language just to, to simplify what he's saying. Um, being a Jew, possessing Torah, any of those things, uh, uh, none of that's dealt with the sin problem, right? N- none of that's making things right. Um, yet those scriptures bore witness to the fact that God would indeed make things right. And now that right making has been done, is being done through what Jesus did on the cross. And that righteousness, that uh right making, justification, forgiveness, redemption, all the things packed into that idea of God's right making is available to all who give their allegiance to the Messiah, all who turn to him faithfulness. And that's true for everyone, Jew or Gentile, Because as we said, all are under the equal standing and status before God in sin. And so, again, Torah doesn't give you any special leg up. Faith is the great equalizer. Pistis, faithfulness, allegiance is the great equalizer of answering the question, who are the people of God? Who are right with God? Who will stand before him on that day of wrath? It's it's those who've given their allegiance to the Messiah.
0: Absolutely. And that's the distinction that Paul's going to make then in Romans 4 6 in particular. The yes. real distinction is not between Jew and Gentile. The real distinction is between the one who is in Christ and the one who is not in Christ. Yeah. And all that. of
1: and, and and this may, this is jumping ahead maybe, but he rests this on what I like to say is the bigness of the cross, right? It's that event, what Jesus accomplished when he died for sin, um, that does all this, you know, and and that's what at the end of the day to to really jump ahead and, and go where we've already been talking in our in our series is why Jews and Gentiles then can live together as one people with one voice glorifying God that all boundaries and markers and all those things that we divide over all those lines are dissolved. Because all stand um, before God because of G- because of Jesus' death.
0: Well said. Well said. Well said. So that takes us to verse twenty-five. whom God put forward as a, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um by His blood to be received by faith. So again, I need to offer definition here. Should this word be translated propitiation? Should this word be translated as expiation? Should this word be translated as covering? How should it be translated? Well, in Greek, this is the word that is used for the mercy seat of the Mm -hmm. the covenant. That's the only other time that this phrase is used outside of Jesus. He's using First John two of Jesus again, but in the Hebrews, it's used of, of, of the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. I think that's what Paul has in mind here. Yeah. Is that Jesus Christ is now the mercy seat covered in the blood, Mm -hmm. just shouts a tabernacle imagery, that Jesus is now the place where God and humanity can come together. That was the point of the mercy seat of the old covenant. The mercy seat being covered in the blood was the place where God and humanity would come in communion with one another. And yeah. now God is coming in communion with his people through the covering, through the mercy seat of Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. And, and part of the idea was that's possible because in some ways the sin problem is being dealt with. Right. Yes. And and so what Paul's saying here is that's really done when Jesus became that. Jesus became the the one or the place where sin is dealt with and cleansed. And it no longer has any hold over us um, to keep us from
0: God. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So I, I'm not even going to get into a lot of the debates around propitiation. Uh, there's other resources I can recommend. Um, but this, this giving forth of Jesus Christ was to show God's righteousness because in divine forbearance He passed over former sins. Mm-hmm. Now, I I think what Paul's saying here is this. Yeah, God forgave sins of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. God forgave sins of the Old Testament. Just read the book of Leviticus.
1: Right.
0: Even though God forgave the sins, God was never righteous until the cross of Christ came in. So,
1: well, you don't want to, you don't mean to say that God was never righteous, but his, again, what he would ultimately do as the righteous judge to make things right and totally deal with the sin problem had not happened yet.
0: I'm trying to be a bit edgy with my statement here Uh Uh, because I want to shake us up a little bit. Um, Leviticus is saturated in language about forgiveness. Leviticus is not saturated in language about righteousness. Mm -hmm. And God forgave the sins of the old Testament But there was not satisfactory, to use Anselmian language, there was not satisfactory um, value. Oh, and it's yeah. that forgiveness until the yeah. righteousness of Christ is given, and sure. until the, the, the death of Jesus pays for and redeems those transgressions. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I'm really trying to get at. You know, I know you, you know yeah. what I'm trying to get at, and I appreciate it. Yeah,
1: absolutely, it's yeah.
0: And, and then the reason I'm saying this is forgiveness without the death of Jesus Christ is unrighteous, sure. That. If an example I would use is like, if I were to go to your house, Mike, and destroy it, and then Mm -hmm. say, Mike, will you forgive me? If you were to just wipe it clean, the house is still broken. There still has to be payment made for that destruction. Yeah. Likewise, in the Old Testament, God forgave them for their sins, but sin, capital S, sin, was never dealt with. Until mm-hmm. the death of Jesus Christ, and right. that's when the full weight of God's power is going to fall upon God. It's going to fall upon sin.
1: Yeah, and that's why, and, and that's why His right making is so full. And you not just you, you. It's more than just black and white retribution, right? You have. That that's where you get restorative justice, restorative righteousness. Yeah, because he's he's gone deeper than just the external behaviors to the the slave master of sin itself to render sin powerless. Um and and therefore even the sinners can then be justified.
0: And only what sin is shown as powerless through the faithfulness of Christ. Is then the full righteousness of God revealed. Now, what yeah. I just said is theologically weighty, so going to repeat it. But it's only when sin is shown as powerless through the faithfulness of Christ is the righteousness of God revealed. And so that's where the Levitical system was a good system, but it was a flawed system. It, it was an imperfect system. I'm gonna say that it's yeah. imperfect because well, we yeah. have the faithfulness of God, some son in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was doing what it needed to do at the time to stand in contrast to the paganism that surrounded Israel. Um, but it was never designed to ultimately deal with the sin problem.
0: Totally. And so when you get to verse 26, it was to show God's righteousness at the present time. Now that's an interesting phrase in the book of Romans, the 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 changing of the, the eons, uh the, the present time Jesus Christ, the new age that has come. Yeah. So that he might be, this is my own translation, righteous and the one who makes righteous, the one who is of faith in Jesus. Yeah. Um, verse 26 is sometimes meant to be like, oh, yeah, God both punishes and also makes righteous. I have no idea how that understanding of that verse comes about because that is so foreign to the Greek. But yeah. rather it's, what he's saying is that the death of Jesus Christ has revealed God's own righteousness under the new age. And so God is both righteous, but he's also the righteous maker. All of those who are of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. So That's this right. is brings us that full circle to say, oh, yes, the faithfulness of Christ has revealed God's power, overpowering sin. But now those who are of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ likewise can be made righteous.
1: Yeah, it would be, you know, to put this in maybe very simple terms, hopefully not too simple. Cause I don't want to strip it down, but just, just to simplify a little bit, um, uh, how, how are, how are sinners pardoned? That's at least a layer of this, not the fullness of this, but, but like, what's up with God, just letting all these sinners off the hook, right? Um, that that's not just at all. That's not righteous at all. Um, oh, well, they, they, they have the Torah that, that surely did. No, that doesn't deal with the fact that they're still sinners, right? Um, you know, oh, they repented, right? They changed their life. Well, that still doesn't deal with the sin problem, right? It's the death of Jesus is dealing with the the fundamental cancer uh, to bring health to the whole body, the whole system, um and 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 yeah, so again, Jesus deals with that deeper, fuller, overarching problem of sin um to declare righteous and then open up this new way of life.
0: And so let's let's bring all this to a close. You, you and I were having a discussion between our recordings, Mike, about what Romans one to three is about. A few years ago, I would have said Romans three is about everybody sinned. That's one of the implications of Romans 1 to 3, but that's not what it's really about. I think Romans 1 to 3 is all about the revelation of God. Mm -hmm. It's the revelation of God's righteousness, the revelation of God's faithfulness, the revelation of God's wrath, the revelation of Jews, the revelation to Gentiles, the revelation to all people. And the good news over all of this is that the righteousness of God is being revealed in Jesus Christ. Our response to this is faith. Yeah. Our response to this is giving our allegiance, our loyalty, our fidelity, and our fealty to Christ. Yeah. That's what the righteousness of God gives us. Closing thoughts.
1: No, you said it. You said it well.
0: Very good. Thanks for listening to the Gospel According to podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Make sure you follow us on social media. Subscribe and click the bell to get notified when we drop a new episode. Until next time, and for all time, your God
1: reigns.